0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men. Fifteen minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. I want to continue on in John chapter 6. We've gotten to see the first sign in this chapter of feeding 5,000 mm-hmm. and Jesus demonstrating himself to be the true prophet. And then immediately we're hit with another one. I want to read about that one today.
1: Yeah, it's great to have this super long chapter, like 71 verses, but at least it is loaded up with miracles and sermons. (laughs) There's a lot going on in this chapter. Lots and lots going on. So I'm going to pick up my reading then. Today we'll do John 6, verses 15 through 21, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. John 6, verse 15. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Now when evening came, his disciples went down into the sea, got into the boat, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose, because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going.
0: Multiple things just in these few verses that I think we could probably have entire episode conversations upon. Sure. So sure. let's see if we can hit pick one a, or pick two of couple. them and just <laughs> go right through it. So let me... Uh, Okay, let's go back into yesterday. Yesterday, what we highlighted was this declaration that Jesus is the prophet. We saw a series of miracles that were feeding miracles, multiplying miracles. We saw it from Moses. We saw it from Elijah. We saw it from Elisha. Yes. And next we see this miracle walking on the water. And I know what some would say is, well, we don't see anybody else ever walking on the water. So probably we don't have to worry about that one. But here's what I would say. We do see a theme of true prophets, yes. those who were following after Moses, who they did not walk on water, but what they were able to do was divide water. Yeah. And walk on dry land. Mm -hmm. And I think this is significant, because what we have is Moses lifts up his staff, and the east wind blows, the spirit blows, and that water parts and is divided, and there's
1: the dry land. And that's the Red Sea crossing at the Exodus.
0: And they're all able to walk through on the dry land. We Mm -hmm. will follow that up with Joshua in the next generation, getting to the Jordan River, Mm -hmm. and when the the Levites, carrying the ark on Uh their shoulders... Step into the Jordan, the waters pile up way mm-hmm. north, and they are able to walk through on dry ground. they yeah,
1: cross over towards Jericho
0: then we 're going to get to Elijah and elisha, and at mm-hmm. that time when Elijah had now commissioned elisha as his uh, his uh, successor, and he's elisha is following Elijah along elijah 's about to be taken by the Lord, so that Elisha will follow. Um, Elijah's yeah. asking Elisha, Hey, what do you want? And Elisha's request is I want a double portion a double portion of the spirit that is upon you. Mm-hmm. Elijah strikes the water of, uh, I believe that was it, the, Jordan. It's the Jordan river and uh, yeah, with his mantle and they cross it mm-hmm. on dry ground. Yep. Elijah is taken. Elisha witnesses the chariots that take Elijah. And he's like, I see it. I see it because that was Elijah's promise. If you yeah. see me taken, You'll have that. And then to demonstrate that Elisha really is the successor of Elijah, and he really does have the spirit. Mm-hmm. The, the, I, and I believe that's a reference to the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God. He really does have that spirit right. of the prophet. He is the successor he is actually able to do the exact same thing.
1: and that's He goes back the way he came, parts the water and goes back home that
0: way. And that's significant because in that story itself, the fact that Elisha is able to follow in the footsteps and do that miracle is the demonstration that he really is the prophetic successor. Mm -hmm. And now we fast forward to Jesus. He doesn't part waters Mm -hmm. and walk on dry land. He doesn't even have to part the waters to walk as if on dry land. He just walks on the water as if it's dry land as if it is dry land so what we have is is not he did the same miracles he actually did the same thing walking Mm -hmm. through the water across the water but it was just on the water he didn't have to part it and and then of course we don't have it in john but we actually see jesus lift someone else up to walk on the water as mm-hmm. on dry land mm-hmm. from the other Gospels. I think yeah. probably that's kind of one of those wink, wink, nudge, nudge moments in the Gospel of John where if you know the story, you know. But what Jesus has done is he has taken the sign of the true prophets. He has mm-hmm. taken even a sign that was used to demonstrate succession of prophets and said, see me, I am better than that. Yeah, Surely this is the tr- he's not a testing prophet. He is mm-hmm. a true prophet. True he is prophet. walk. can we say it like this, walking in the footsteps of the prophets well, no, he, right he, across
1: the water. He is, he absolutely is. And I think that's an amazing, amazing evidence and a connection from the scriptures that it, it it's the significance of the signs. We go back to some of the evidence that he gives for his um, assertion that he is the son of God. And the people understood that, to I mean, oh, you're making yourself equal with God. And he mentions in John 5 about the works that he does. The very works that I do bear witness of me in John 5 and verse number 36. And so it, it, it's the miracles, but that these miracles are in the same line, the same vein, the same lane of all the great prophets before. It is an evidence. It is compelling evidence. He's the one they've been looking for. You said something in your explanation right there that caught my ear.
0: And that is, is that while we're talking about the prophet and walking in the same lane as the prophets, you went back to John five, where he said, my father is working and I am working. Mm. And these, these miracles and these signs testify to that. And the Jews got upset because when they heard him say that they understood he was declaring that he is equal with God. They yeah. were seeing that as a claim to divinity. Mm-hmm. I think this miracle that we're seeing now is taking us even a step further. And that is, is that while Jesus is demonstrating himself as walking in the same lane as the true prophets as the succession of prophets he's actually also demonstrating that he's walking in the same lane as the lord Mm. as god that's right and i think we see that specifically there's a couple of different places we could go but probably no place better than to look in psalm 107 okay in psalm 107 in fact uh uh, since we're in your bible today you want to just read i mean we could read the entire psalm because we didn't get to that in our psalm season this is We'll kick off next Psalm season, if the Lord tarries, with Psalm 107. So maybe not read the whole thing, but it starts off with, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And then it starts telling us stories of people
1: who were redeemed. Yeah, And you want to read verse 23 through 32? Be glad to. Psalm 107, 23 through 32, the New King James Version. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them into their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders.
0: In John's record of this event, He doesn't bring up the story of Peter and walking on the water. He doesn't bring up all the declarations of faith or the rebukes or any of those kinds of things. He just tells the story. This is what happens. But notice, I think very specifically, it is he's walking on the water the the sh- uh, implicitly the storm is calmed i guess that's not explicitly stated but notice this in verse 21 i'm i'm now are back, in, back, john in, john? I'm oh, back okay. in john 6 i'm back in john 6 now okay. i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry i'm back in john 6 21 now okay. then they were glad to take him into the boat and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going that that to me is often overlooked as part of this hmm. here they are in the middle of the sea i mean if they were right by the dock i Okay, let's let's row a little bit harder. Let's get there. Yeah. But they they're somewhere out in the middle and when Jesus gets to the boat, they are immediately back at the land where they were going. And what I notice here in Psalm 107 verse 30, then they were glad that the waters were quiet and he brought them to their desired haven. Notice the gladness? and being at their desired haven. Mm-hmm. John is pushing us back to Psalm 107. Here are people that are conducting business on a ship. Yep. They are in the middle of the storm. Mm-hmm. They are freaked out and afraid, but their fears are calmed back in Psalm 107. Who does all that? Yeah, that's the Lord. The Lord does all that. Yeah. They they it's the Lord who does that redeeming work. Mm. John chapter 6, what are we supposed to recognize? Is Jesus the true prophet? Absolutely, Mm -hmm. but guess what else? He's the Lord. Mm -hmm. He is the Redeemer. He is the one that takes those who are on ships and faces the storms and brings them calmness and gets them to to their desired haven. And man, what a fantastic picture. And so all the other pictures of deliverance and redemption in Psalm 107, Jesus does that too. Yeah, uh, you know, deliverance from prison, deliverance from death, deliverance from sin and folly. He redeems from all that as well. And so the redeemed must say, "So I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed." That's that
1: song. Yeah, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures tears forever. Oh, Let the redeemed man, I love Say that. so.
0: Yeah, I love that. The chesed of the Lord. Hey, one more thing. Okay. One more thing here, and that is when they were frightened in verse 19... In verse 20 he says to them, here's how the ESV said it. It is I, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Okay? Did the New King James is that is it translated <clears throat> essentially the same way?
1: Exactly the same way. Okay.
0: It is I, do not be afraid. All right. So the it is I, that's this is one of those places oh. where it's just that statement, ego a me. I am. I am. I am. So I again. I realize in John chapter nine, the blind man is going to use that phrase "ego me," and there, all it means is, "It's me. I'm the one." And so I got to be really careful not to make so much out of every time Jesus says it. But that being said, I know that there are some times where when Jesus says that, it's this, it's this odd kind of construction, and it really is apparent that Jesus is calling attention to himself as the fulfillment, as as the same. One, the same being that in Exodus
1: speaks to Moses and says, I am, I am that I am. Well, I got to tell you, walking on water to me seems like one of those contexts where maybe it's not that far fetched that he's really saying something about I am. Uh, That's what I think.
0: (laughs) I think so. Especially noticing already the connection back to Psalm 107, where he really is trying to declare himself as the Lord. Yeah. So, so in v- verbally, he makes a connection back to the Lord that we read about in the Law and the Prophets and the Writings, and then just the picture of what's going on is a mm-hmm. connection back to the Lord. Jesus is the Prophet, but he is also the Redeeming Lord. Let's hang on to him. Amen. Well, why don't you uh, conclude with a word of prayer today, Edwin? Holy God, thank you for being our Redeemer. Thank you for calming our storms. We know that even when we're in the middle of the storm, you do care for us. And so we ask, Father, that you would strengthen us to hang on to you, to hang on to Jesus, to hang on to your spirit, to understand the redemption that you have provided for us, and to realize that you will bring us to our desired haven. We are looking forward to that ultimate redemption, and we are so thankful for our King Jesus, who is the prophet, who is the Christ, who is the Word of God, the Lamb of God, the Son, of God, the Son of Man. He is our King. He is our Savior. He is Lord. Thank you for letting us be your people. It is through our King Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org